everybody. Happy Monday and welcome back to the Teacher Cast. Uh, today I have a really interesting guest. Um, interesting because she is my best friend. Her name is Annabelle and I really wanted to bring Annabelle onto this podcast because I really feel that Annabelle has a lot to share about, you know, her experiences when she was in school, how that shaped what she studied. Um, as well as that, Annabelle is really the queen of productivity. Um, and Annabelle, how are you today? I'm so happy to have you on. Hi, I'm so good. Thanks so much for having me. This has been well needed I can't wait to get on and start talking about everything that I'm doing <laughs> yeah so I know how was your Christmas it was good um Christmas was good but then I got infected with corona so oh, well, that wasn't very good so I'm sure I, you're not the yeah. only one listening to this that wasn't infected I, like the cases were so high weren't they over the yeah. Christmas yeah it's still even going off now so yeah and we were we were actually meaning to record this podcast episode um like around New Year's weren't we yeah one of the days when I was sick but COVID got the better of me but at least we're doing it now and it's a great time to be sharing it anyway yeah absolutely Annabelle I know everything about you we went to school <laughs> together um and I kind of yeah if you want to introduce yourself to somebody who has never heard of you before because you do have a fantastic page on Instagram and I'll let you share all about that perfect so every hi everybody my name is Annabelle I am 25 and I'm doing a PhD in UCD um, my PhD is in cancer research, but I won't get into too much on that, but my background <laughs> When is... Annabelle tells me about her PhD, <laughs> I, I honestly, I'm like, wow, like, <laughs> yeah. I, I have, um, I've always been in education, like in academia from, since school, I have an undergraduate degree in physics with medical physics and bioengineering and my master's. Um, was a one-year master's in medical physics but now I'm doing my PhD and I'm a, I'm in my third year so only one more year left and Woo. I'll be doctor <laughs> be Dr Bell to me yeah. um so you never took a break that's really interesting do you think that you know now like that you've been in academia for so long like you're looking forward to the break and being out in the world or how are you feeling about that because it's only around the corner I know it's around the corner and uh, to answer your question first, I'm not really looking forward to it. I kind of, I'm looking at ways to kind of stay in academia because I enjoy it so much. Yeah. It's such a huge field that people don't even realize how big yeah. it is. Like a lot of people automatically think because you're doing a PhD, you're going to be a lecturer afterwards, which is not the case for me. I don't want to be a lecturer. Yeah. I want to go down a different route, but um, I'm, it's, I don't know. I don't know what I'm going to do afterwards, but I'm. I'm not really looking forward to it. I love what I'm doing and I'd like yeah. to stay here longer. So. Oh, that's that's so exciting. Like for me as well, like I'm going to be finishing my master's this year and like, I don't know what school I'm going to be in. I don't know what yeah. class I'm going to have. Um, So yeah, like it, the uncertainty can make you feel like, oh my God, but also, you know, yeah, like it's also very a, a very much an exciting time too um because for a lot of people especially going in and out of masters or starting courses it is quite daunting um yeah. would you agree yeah a hundred percent especially if you're not really sure of what you want to do mm -hmm. a lot of the times people through in the irish education system anyway they're scared to commit to a degree afterwards because they think this is my lifelong yeah. decision and they might find it scary but like you can do whatever you want like you can change courses and yeah. do anything that makes you happy at the end of the day yeah that's really interesting because um a lot of skills that you do pick up are quite transferable and we will kind of talk more about you know the skills that you've gained that are transferable I suppose into studying uh, particularly as a teacher and um, being organized as one of them um Annabelle you're your day-to-day -day life then as a PhD student, fill me in on that. So like, are you at home? Are you in college? Has it always been that way? Um, I'd love to, I'd love for you to kind of share more about that. Yeah. So when I, I'm going to start with year one, when I was on campus. Yeah. Getting so, the bus into town with me every yeah. day when I worked in the bank. <laughs> so year one of my PhD, I woke up at around 7am-ish. And I'd leave the house at around like 
8 or 7.45, depending mm -hmm. on what I needed to do that day. Yeah. And yeah. it would usually take me on a good day, an hour to an hour and a half to get into UCD using Dublin bus. Yeah. Um, at the time I didn't drive, but now thankfully I do. And it will only, it's only a 20 minute <laughs> journey. So thank God. Yeah. Um, so yeah. And then once I get into UCD, I'd probably have breakfast or meet someone for a coffee and then I'd start work mm -hmm. I'd usually start with like emails or admin mm -hmm. and just like power through them and like after that I would plan my day in terms of like what I need to do like PhD wise or if I have any lectures on that day that I need to attend or online courses and then it would come to about to about uh, like one o'clock yeah and then I'd go for a break um which would kind of be like you know you sit and chat with people for longer than expected so yeah. I could get back to my work at around like half two maybe mm -hmm. then I'd power on until like five-ish um but every day is different I'm not always in the office for that long this and is back I'd in just, year one yeah year one okay and then I'd go home uh, again with the bus but now or sometimes you used to meet me for a butler's yeah. <laughs> with me and our friend Katja um we used to meet in town me and Katja actually worked in the bank and <laughs> everyone that follows my Instagram knows my obsession with butler's so I, I don't feel too bad saying it um, yes, we go for coffee essential yeah. after a long day and just sit and rant to each other literally um, so then we went into a global lockdown at that point I was still working in the bank I was trying to get into my college course and then you yeah. you shifted to wasn't it being at home every day yeah. yeah so it went from going in every day to literally do my PhD from my bedroom <laughs> who, who can ever say that they did a full-time four-year PhD from their bedroom literally, I don't know that's crazy but anyway um yeah so I'm still working from home at the moment I've gone to UCD a couple of times mm -hmm. um for some meetings with my supervisor and some uh courses that I'm uh kind of giving yeah uh, but yeah I'm working from home at the moment and to be honest like I prefer it this way because I wake up um and get more time to myself yeah. I get to go for a walk before work sit down and have breakfast before work which I couldn't do before, before when I'm getting the bus. Yeah. Um, and then I just have much more time for other things like creating content for social media mm -hmm. and um, other like extracurricular like PhD stuff. So yeah. I love yeah. it. That's so good. Like I really um we'll we'll talk about, you know, working from home um and how you how you make that, you know, productive for you. And like you say, you have more time, but would you say then that you're your own boss? for your PhD anyway or are you led by someone I know you said you have like admin emails and things like that so how um how do you like how how do you structure your days is someone telling you what to do or how does that work so um a lot of the times with PhDs you're you're completely independent you have a boss um and supervisor who kind of guide you when you need help and for me, anyway, I usually have one hour meetings every week where I show all my work, all my results to my supervisor and ask for help in specific areas or guidance in something I'm stuck on. Right. But other than that, I plan and organize my entire day myself. Like if one day I don't want to work on a specific project for my PhD, I don't. I could do independent learning, like an online course or something. Yeah. So it's highly up to you. That's why I think I enjoy it so much because yeah. I'm very um, disciplined. I really like love yeah. planning and stuff like that. So I don't find this hard. Yeah. Um, but you plan your own days. Yeah, I can imagine for someone that is not disciplined and just kicks the can down the road, down the road yeah. and down the road. I can imagine it being very, very challenging indeed. Yeah. Um, so tell me then, you started then working from home and listen, if you've not visited Annabelle's Instagram <laughs> page, the PhD student, you, you will just be like mesmerized, like by your desk, by the lights, the way everything is, everything has a place. Um, honestly, Annabelle is the person that really inspired me with my desk space and people comment on mine. I'm like, listen, go check out Annabelle's. Like you built your own computer. Um, so like there's so many questions to ask, but like, first of all, what, what, what is an important workspace to you? What does that mean? 
Okay, that's a really good question. And when you were saying that, Haley, I remember <laughs> the first time Haley came into my room after the first lockdown and I had my whole setup and she was like, oh my God, it's like a spaceship. <laughs> a spaceship so with aliens. Like I swear the strobe lights and the LED lights. I was like, I need this now. <laughs> It was so funny, but okay, to answer your question, um, what makes a, uh, important like workspace? Like, I didn't always have this. I have pictures on my Instagram of my very first setup. Which I loved. There was absolutely yeah. nothing wrong with it. It was still so cool. A desk, a chair, and my laptop. I didn't have any of these, like, this equipment. So you don't mm-hmm. need all of this. But for me, what makes it important is just a comfortable and quiet environment Mm -hmm. with your essentials so like Mm -hmm. a comfortable chair I'm all about ergonomics like you're sitting well for me anyway I'm sitting on a chair over eight hours or even whatever amount of hours every day it has to be good like you you have some days where your days are like really long I'm like Annabelle what time did you finish last (laughs) night and then other days you're like you know I'm not having a good day and that's that's really important actually to stress because you can put yourself under all this pressure like no it has to be eight hours a day every day but actually it could be your 12 hours one day and then four another yeah 100 percent. you need to know you need to know how to work smart rather than 20 hours every day it's not gonna work um but yeah i think definitely a desk a good desk a chair and i really recommend monitors because depending Mm -hmm. on what you do like you could you can have so many tabs open and having them there on a big display helps you so much more than having them all on a smaller laptop even just for your eye health it's good to do that on your neck as well there's nothing worse than scrunching down while you're trying to work you need to feel comfortable if you're not comfortable you're not going to get the work done oh my god and i can sense the passion of how important this is to you listen like i have to totally agree like listen you you inspired me to get my monitor and people do compliment like oh do you use it a lot i actually use it so much i could not imagine doing my masters anyway without monitor and i'm not saying for people to go out and buy buy one it's not absolutely necessary but for me as a visual learner particularly when i need to have you know curriculum documents open uh, assignments open different videos different tabs research i make my own resources a lot um yeah. i literally make everything from scratch like everything i have i've made and i actually i do that because i enjoy it and it's like it's a pastime for me and actually it's relaxing to me um and yeah like I personally use my monitor so much too and like that you can have two screens open on the one screen if that makes sense exactly yeah 100% and I think you probably use it for other things like apart from your masters you might use it for as you said like creating your um resources which is great like you yeah. find more use of it when you when you have it. And the thing is, it doesn't have to be expensive. Like no. monitors range from all prices. Yeah, so mine wasn't expensive. You just invest in your in your setup and in yourself, really. Yeah, it's gonna help you work. Yeah, I think so too. Like you want to feel good in your space that you're working in. Like you said, like feeling good is really important. But like, yeah. if you're gonna be working, you want to be in a space that you want to be in. You don't want yeah. to resent the space. Like, of course, like you were doing your PhD from at home. You didn't know you were going to ever be doing your PhD from home. So you you had to make your bedroom a space where it was functional yes. for the work you were doing, but also not resenting it at the same time because that is your place of rest. Like, that is where you go to relax. Like, people go to their bedroom to go to bed, you yeah, know? exactly. So it has yeah. to be, um, it has to be really important. Uh, and comfortable and a place mm. you want to be um so Annabelle then when you're in your when you're in your working zone how do you stay motivated because I get I get distracted and I know you've said to me oh Haley, you need to get whatsapp web <laughs> off that laptop like right now like that has to go um but is is there anything you'd like to add to that um I think if you are struggling to stay focused so say you have your work open in front of you Mm -hmm. and you find yourself your mind going here and there you Mm -hmm. need to figure out what is causing your mind to go off Mm -hmm. like whether it be like a text message on your phone or an email notification pops up when you're working or somebody outside your room is screaming do you want breakfast (laughs) 
you need like a happens yeah. or your kid or someone calling yeah. you like yeah. you need to like remove those boundaries so for example with your phone my phone is always on silent when I'm working unless I waiting for a call or something it's yeah. always out of sight I put it like in my drawer or just face down on my phone mm-hmm. um mm-hmm. with the email notifications I'd close the email tab mm-hmm. when I'm working just to like lower it and I make sure that there's no pop-up notifications on my desktop yeah from anything which is um, so and- much harder to do than like actual react do you know what I mean it is hard yeah. like for me I I don't know what it is, but the more busy my screen is, like you would probably be like, Haley, you have way too much going on. Oh, That's just how I, I work. I... If I have a few, like the thing is, if it's not there on your screen, if it's not there to click, then you won't be distracted. Or tempted so, to touch yeah, it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So just don't have it there. And I think, well, there's this... Um... Forest app. Yeah, the yeah the Forest app. That's what it's called. Um, That app that really really helped me at the start of my yeah. phd for like reading documents because you can automatically just go into i need to check my phone oh but and you can't kill you the it, your phone is in your hand and you're scrolling through instagram for 30 minutes <laughs> yeah you don't need that where the forest app would limit you and be like stop don't kill a tree and oh, the yeah. thought of killing the tree would make me put my phone down yeah no me too i used to be especially during the lockdowns when i was at home so much more I definitely limited myself with the Forest app and you can actually make study groups and study rooms. I don't know if you follow a girl. She's on Instagram. She's Irish. Uh, she was doing her leaving cert there last year. She's called Topical Tara. Oh. And um, yeah, I just, I really, I love her aesthetic on her page, but like as from me watching her do her leave insert and how she does her notes and everything, she did study groups and I don't know if she's still doing them, but it was a really good idea and I think if you have a group of friends that you know you're all working on the same assignment even if it's just for 45 minutes an evening where you're not on your phone and you're in your group like everyone has to be in in the room to start the tree to grow it, it's oh, the I weirdest it. thing but it works for some groups or even if you have like friends like Annabelle you had a twitch account is, yes. is it twitch if yeah. you'd like to share more on what Twitch is, because when you started telling me about Twitch, I was uh, like, what is that? So Twitch, it's usually used, it's a streaming um, site. So it's usually used for gaming or like, yeah, gaming really. So people yeah. would uh, stream themselves gaming and people watch. Like it's huge nowadays. Yeah. But a handful of people are now doing uh, live study with me. Yeah. And basically you'd have your camera on you as you're working and then people would join in. Mm-hmm. and you'd have like the aesthetic music and just like lo-fi and chill vibes so you're all working together so you'd start it at whatever time yeah and you'd all be like working so it's kind of like an accountability um yeah source if you find it hard so I did that for the start of I think yeah the start of the pan or mid 2020 anyway for yeah. a few months yeah. but now yeah. that I'm working like kind of on much more like things that I can't share at all for my PhD. I haven't been doing it because I can't really share the screen. Um, But it's nice. It's a really good way if you are finding it hard. But I feel like I'm so used to working from home now on my own that I Mm -hmm. kind of am more focused on my own. But um, I would advise people to even check out YouTube for study with me. There's so many and it will help you stay focused. Because I feel when I'm watching somebody study, it makes me want to... I want to go and study now. <laughs> yeah. So. I actually joined one of your Twitch uh, lives and I remember I had to go somewhere. And I left. <laughs> I was like, I want to be loyal. So I left. <laughs> I left the Twitch stream on. Annabelle's there doing her thing. And I was, I don't know, I think I might have gone for a walk. <laughs> and I think I may have walked by your house. Oh, no, I didn't. No, no, I don't think I did. But I think we went for a walk that day or something. I can't remember exactly. But um, yeah, and I was like, she's going to think I'm working. She's going to think I'm, doing, <laughs> I'm getting stuff done. And yeah, look, it was a great idea. It got me thinking about working. It got me, yeah. I suppose, at some points at my desk. Um, mm-hmm. I was just mesmerized by the lo-fi. Is that what's called? Lo-fi, yeah. chill vibes, as you say. Um so yeah um so we talked a bit there about motivation um you know so I mean 
like motivation is huge like you have intrinsic and extrinsic motivation is it like you personally want to work or are you working towards something um but what's your what's your ideas about goals I've had Maria who's from teacher interview Ireland chat to me about goals and she touched about how you know goals can be often detrimental to your mental health because some mm-hmm. people set unrealistic goals in the sense that they're putting five goals down say for the month or the year or whatever it is and especially because we're in January people are like new year new goals like no yeah. like life it it's too it can be detrimental because and this is Maria's words because you're setting yourself up for failure if your goals are too unrealistic so like do you set goals and like if so are they on a daily monthly basis and you know how do you feel like if you didn't reach a goal do you celebrate your goals like just talk Mm -hmm. to me about goals it's it's a huge area yeah of course um so to answer your question yes I definitely set goals I feel it's something that I work well uh doing um, it's something that I can work towards. Mm-hmm. Um, so for last year, for 2021, I set like five goals for the year. And I looked at them, like checked in like every quarter mm-hmm. to see, am I doing the things that I need to do to achieve these goals? Okay. And the goals weren't unrealistic. Like I set, anytime I set a goal, I think even if I do the minimum amount of work, will I still be able to achieve these? And okay. if the answer is okay. no, then I scrap the goal. There's a difference between a goal and like a a dream, basically. But um, yeah, I'd set yearly goals, but then on a day-to-day and weekly basis, I would then set smaller goals. So when I start my day for my PhD, I would usually have three goals that I need to achieve every day. And the thing is, it might not even be a goal. It could just, a a goal is different to everybody. It could just be known Mm. as a task that I want to achieve. And those little like micro goals would contribute to my bigger goal. So for example, last year, one of the big goals I wanted to achieve was to publish my first first author publication. Wow, you did it. I did it. (laughs) My first, um, yeah, for the first half of 2021, um, every day I wrote few paragraphs for the paper Mm -hmm. then when I submitted I had to make some changes but all those little like every all those little goals added up to having a full-on paper published and without having that written down that Mm -hmm. in 2021 I want to publish a paper I might not have it done it because I feel like when you write something down and see it in front of you every Mm day it's a different kind of like push and motivation for yourself to achieve that yeah um I just want to say congrats on that because that was huge (laughs) like you are literally if you want to go and reference what Corey 2021 you can go and do that (laughs) but like like that Annabelle you are probably I know you want on a very personal level we went to primary school together secondary school together we've literally known each other from the age of four and I'm yeah. so sorry if you can hear the ice cream man outside my house <laughs> right now. Like, who's getting ice cream in the middle of January? Um, yeah, but I on a, on a personal level, like, I know you are so disciplined. And I really think we talk about this guy. I remember he came into our school. In, like, <laughs> we'll never forget him who, like, we'll never forget him ever. But I remember he came in to give us a chat about the junior cert. This is how far it goes back. And I will never forget, Annabelle rewrote every chapter in every book. <laughs> she actually, and like people say, oh, Hayley, you're so organized. I'm like, no, you need to go meet my friend Annabelle. Like she, you literally had everything rewritten, um, like summarized, studied, and you worked so incredibly hard. And mm. that's, that's not easy to discipline yourself yeah. that way. Would you agree? Yeah, 100%. Mm-hmm. But the thing is, people think, may, might assume that, oh, your parents tell you you need to do this and that. It is not down to them. It's down to me wanting to do better for myself. Okay. Like, there's no one telling me I need to go do this. Or when I was a child, you need to do your homework for X amount of hours every day. It, it was all me. Like, it I was. Want to do it. And that's the thing that people need to 
know that you have to want to get somewhere or achieve something you know yeah and like what was going through your mind like particularly for the leaving sir you you knew what course you wanted it was medical physics and bioengineering and you knew there was only limited spaces so I just remember you working so incredibly hard and look at you now doing so good but discipline is really important and like how do you so I know you said you use your diary like do you use digital diary do you use a paper diary what way do you write all this down because it's very hard like for some people to actually get it on the page so Mm -hmm. where do you have sticky notes what do you do what stationery we all have a bit of stationery especially teachers (laughs) I love stationery too um I have so many different diaries and planners so let me go through them number one I have like the day-to-day planner which is like for PhD work and just life in general say if I'm meeting someone I'd write it down Mm -hmm. so you know the you I think you have a similar one yeah um just a page what I love in a diary is diary is a page a day oh yeah you can just write down everything and just scribble stuff down and cross them off when you get them done or carry them over to a next the next day yeah and then I have um another diary but it's kind of like just a notebook for Mm -hmm. my PhD Mm -hmm. so anytime I have a meeting with my supervisor um or anybody who's helped me with a specific project I'd write everything down that they say like take notes from the meeting in that in yeah that diary or journal and at the moment I have three of those filled (laughs) up from the start of my PhD so they're key because you can always scribble stuff down and then after meeting you forget it but it's always key to go back and just have it there on paper yeah and then I have um an online uh, like a digital planner mm-hmm. but to be honest I always go back to the paper ones yeah like the staple one for me is the two the two paper ones um but I do use google calendar to like jot down like when I need to go here and there and like all the meetings especially now with everything being online mm-hmm. um it's super handy but and yeah just the paper planners where would you buy yours I get mine so I used to get my one in Tesco with them you when we went to shopping <laughs> center we saw the works yeah it's in the square yeah. in Tala yeah the works has amazing planners yeah, they're hardback they they're ring binded and they're a page a day and there's no like um waste you know waste page pages yeah <laughs> at the beginning of the planner where it's like these are all the dates you need to take note of but yeah. there's none of that so yeah that's key and was there any digital planner that you did try out that you know you would maybe recommend or are you, is it just not for you because for me like I'm trying to go paperless when it with stuff nice. like this um I was actually only having a conversation with a teacher today because she works in SET2 and she was like you know I don't really print like worksheets anymore it's all IT it's all you know it's all through games online like that's how students like learning active learning now do you know um but uh yeah is there any digital one that you come across because like I use the happy downloads one like I know there's loads on Etsy that's where I look for digital planners um but is there one that you would recommend um so I know your Apple you love Apple I love Apple and your Samsung yes (laughs) I have everything Samsung so my phone earbuds and tablet are all Samsung but if you have a Samsung tablet you probably have Note Shelf, the app, and that's basically kind of like um, what's your one called? Good Notes. Uh, Good Notes, yeah, it's kind of similar to Good Notes. So on Note Shelf, you can download like free planners, and I actually downloaded the twenty twenty two one, which yeah. is really nice because it breaks down everything month by month, week by week, and day by day. Yeah, which is nice. But I feel I would recommend that because it's free and it goes into so much detail. But for me, I just always have the paper yeah but I would like to go paperless because we shouldn't be using so much unnecessary waste yeah yeah like there was a point especially again when I was working from home and I was I feel well I said I'm productive but I'm not as on top of my like list if that makes sense because I don't have time but um like I would write in my Tesco paper diary a huge mm. to-do list and then on the actual digital planner I actually had it broken down by the hour 
Now, this oh. might be too much for people, but it worked for me <laughs> because I had webinars in the evening. I'd I'd schedule in my walks. I'd schedule like if I had it written down that I'm going to start work at nine, I would try my best to get up for nine and be at the desk for nine. And I always felt so good when I did. But going back to this goal setting thing and, you know, all that, like you can feel bad then when you're like, oh, I actually didn't get to the desk till 10. Yeah. You know, it can make you feel like, oh, I'm setting myself up for failure, but you're not. But it's yeah. for me, I don't know. The thought was there. <laughs> but yeah, you know, yeah. I um, feel the same sometimes because sometimes I would write start work at 8 a.m. and then I'd start at 10. Yeah. And like you need to like even if you don't start at that time, you still sh- you shouldn't feel guilty for starting later because you can still get the work done and even if you don't get everything you plan to do done in that day just mm-hmm. carry it over to the next day yeah. like you shouldn't um put so much pressure on yourself to do something because then you're just going to end up dreading or ha- or having a bad day yeah um, resenting it. it yeah yeah totally um so annabelle with all of that you know i really think it's transferable into life, particularly as a student teacher, particularly with myself studying online, you know, all of these organizational skills, you know, um, it's organization, it's key, it's planning. Yeah. Planning skills, how to plan your time. As they say, there's only, you have the same amount of time in the day as Beyonce. Yeah. (laughs) So, yeah. Annabelle, you love science. You love yeah. maths. Um, was that always the case? Tell me more. I want to know more because as a primary, well, soon to yeah. be primary school teacher, yeah. I would love to know what, I would love to meet, like I would love to meet Annabelle as a student in primary school. Do you know what not I mean? expected. Yeah, <laughs> so tell me about that if you feel comfortable. Yeah, of course. Um, uh, you asked, did I always love science? To be honest, like in primary school, no, because I feel that I we weren't introduced to it enough. Mm-hmm. Like I feel like compared to English, like your maths, your Irish, um, science was never prioritized as much as them. Like mm-hmm. I didn't leave um, primary school knowing as much as all the other subjects. Yeah. I'm not sure like why that is the no, case. Well, I can tell you why. Because oh, yeah, the, well, the curriculum and like people have so, there's so much research now going into STEM and I think it's really, mm. really important. Like I was in a school there before Christmas and the students were learning how to code. Now, it's not like, you know, Amazing. I know you you love coding language and that's something you really are interested in. You self-teach yourself yeah. how to code. Um, But there's great websites called Sketch. Where yeah. and I had I had one student that came out with me, um, exceptional at maths, and I actually had my laptop in, so I was like, "Have you ever heard of Sketch?" And this particular student was like, "Oh yeah, I went to a uh, a coding course," and this student was able to code, in the space of five minutes, a little stick man, in a helicopter, jumping out of the helicopter and having a parachute, like it was That's the it was the amazing. coolest thing. This child was third class, um. And I just think fostering that, you know, all of this, it's, these are skills and I think it's really important, but just we'll rewind for a second because there's so much to say on that. But just, you were saying like about, you know, you didn't come out of primary school, not having enough um, knowledge on science. I really think that, you know, back when we finished in primary school, like there wasn't this emphasis on STEM, you know, there wasn't, this was pre-2010 um and I think I think like I remember we had a science fair do you remember mm-hmm. we got the pink t-shirts um yeah. and everyone kind of had their own little project and like all the different classes would come down I think we were in sixth class if I'm not mistaken yeah, I think so. and the sixth class had like a science fair where this different year groups and classes came down and got to see all the different science experiments that were happening and that was really cool but I do think, um, and I don't, but I don't think it's net as much now. But I think back then, science was put on the long finger. Your English, Irish, maths took priority. They're the core subjects, and mm-hmm. then after that was the arts and the SESE subjects. So SESE subjects are your science, history, and geography. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I fully agree. 
definitely yeah. that they were kind of put in the back burner but I I get what you mean like nowadays that kids are now like coding out of interest because yeah. they see maybe like their parents are coding or they just see it through social media mm-hmm. and it sparks an interest for in an interest for them so I think that's really really great because like nowadays I think you said that there's there's more tech in the classroom now totally absolutely yeah. like I'm actually doing my my thesis on ICT yeah. in the classroom but like even just myself like we're not ancient um like comparing back to when we were in primary school it's, I'm not talking so much about secondary but in primary school we didn't have I remember the other classes got an interactive whiteboard but we never got one we just had literally a whiteboard and that was the yeah. coolest thing we thought going from the blackboards into the whiteboards <laughs> and now you have interactive whiteboards but even those interactive whiteboards that they had some schools still have them but there's even more modern ones now and they're so fast they're so efficient there's so much to do on them you can yeah. you know i was doing a reading there the other day about antarctica and i was literally pulling Love up the map that. showing them where antarctica was or like we were reading another thing it was like a news article and and kildare street was on it was about ducks waddling up the street and i was like girls where's kildare street and um like literally pulling it up showing them like where stephen's green is like this is linking geography in it's all yeah. it but you couldn't have done that years exactly. ago exactly. you know and you said like we when you're a child you learn through seeing things like pictures and they'll remember that that yeah. rather than a teacher just saying something to them yeah well so, yeah, you do you do have different types of learners so like you have learners who learn by doing learners yeah. who are visual and then learners who like read or through play um there's so much there i know you're not studying to be a teacher <laughs> but it is really interesting um how students learn in different ways for myself i'd say i'm a visual learner i would probably argue that you're a visual learner too purely from the big monitor screens and (laughs) having all your different colored pens and yeah yeah, it's really interesting um so then you moved on to secondary school then and did you still have that same attitude about science and maths or what kind of happened um so in secondary school i think i did all i did biology and physics Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know what made me choose physics initially because probably no one the my... teacher. Yeah, probably the teacher. We, mm-hmm. we he's still there. We the best physics teacher in our school. Yeah. Literally so passionate about it. Yeah. Um, but no one in my house um was interested or studied physics, so mm-hmm. I don't know what kind of drove me. So I guess it was the teacher. But um, I did physics for um junior search. I well, you would have done it. all of them in the junior. Oh yeah, cert. sorry. Second for leaving cert. Leaving cert. Oh my god. Yeah. Leaving cert. I did physics and biology and applied maths for leaving cert. And higher but, level uh, maths. Yeah, and higher level maths. Oh my god. Got the stress. My worst nightmare. <laughs> I was more stressed that age than I am now due to PhD. Yeah. It's a lot. Um, but yeah, uh, in fourth year. Mm-hmm. which is transition year in Ireland well yeah in Ireland, in Ireland yeah um, we did this thing it was called physics week and it was physics week in UCD mm-hmm. and you could apply to it or just tell your teacher you want to go and I think m- myself and another student was selected to go and yeah. you basically got to be it like a day in the life of a physicist in UCD and I remember you got to go this around. It was the best. You got to go around to the different hospitals, see the different kind of careers. And it first showed me um, about medical physics. So Mm. I got to see what a day in the life of a medical physicist is. And ever since I saw that, I was like, whoa, this job is so cool. (laughs) I asked for brochures. I'm wide, you're like, what, 16? (laughs) I asked for brochures. I went home that day and I was like, mom, dad, I want to be a medical physicist. And they're like, um, Annabelle, what is that? They didn't know what it was, but I had the like brochures and I was like, this is what it is. It's a mix between like physics slash like, um, like diagnostics. So working Mm -hmm. with like cancer and like MRI machines. Yeah. And the machines, like it kind of 
encompassed everything that I loved Mm -hmm. and I didn't even know it was a thing thing. so then after that I was like okay is there any courses in Ireland and there was only one course um in medical physics and bioengineering Mm -hmm. there's no like pure medical physics in Ireland but there was one in DIT which is now technology university and I I, there was like 25 position places for um the undergraduate degree and I remember like oh god there's only 25 like will I get it yeah uh, the points weren't too high to no, be honest but like, you'd ha- because of the limited spaces yeah 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 and you the so requirements that, as well I'm yeah, sure in maths you had to have your you know and your physics as well exactly yeah and which is they look for applied maths I think as well yeah so, very um, niche yeah very very niche mm-hmm. and then I got that uh horse which was literally amazing I still remember the day where I saw I got I was so happy and the course literally was amazing to this day I'm 25 and I still go on about how much I loved my undergrad degree like it was Aww. just such a good course and I still recommend it to anybody who uh, is interested in both physics and medical physics um and then after that I you also did the BT Young Scientist. Oh, yeah, I did. Oh, my God, yeah, I did. That was fun. Yeah, I remember going. We went with school, and I remember you were there, and I was like, oh, Annabelle. Yeah. <laughs> it was so fun. Yeah, that was, that's really good. That's yeah. such a good event in Ireland. Um, but, yeah, towards my third year of my undergraduate degree, I started looking into what do I want to do after, and one of my lecturers was like do you are you considering a phd and i was kind of like yeah yeah no and she kind of gave me more information about it and she was like she is applying for this phd and she needs a student so i was like okay let me apply and then i once i kind of fixate on something i do everything i can to try and achieve it so i put so much time and effort into the application and um turns out i didn't get it because the funding in ireland is so so competitive Mm -hmm. and i applied to another phd whilst in my undergrad didn't get that as well Mm -hmm. so then i was like okay maybe i need to do a master's because the time was kind of ticking i was nearly um finishing up my final year Mm -hmm. and a lot of the students in my undergraduate degree were like okay this is one there's one master's in galway called medical physics we are all applying to this so it was kind of like if you weren't sure or if you didn't get what you wanted, that's where just you went. Do the masters. Yeah. yeah. So that's what we all did, and I moved <laughs> to Galway for a year. Yeah. And it was an interesting that's... experience. I was in Canada when you were there. I know. Yeah. So I was... never got to visit you, but I remember you were saying I'm going to do my PhD, and I think you um you applied for one in Glasgow. Yes. Glasgow. I... It was um, actually a medical physics like training scheme. So it would train you to be like a full on working medical physicist. Um, But um, thankfully, I was trying to get that so much, like did everything I could. And I would think I was like two points off from getting it. And Mm -hmm. I was obviously really upset that I didn't get it. But I'm so glad I didn't because then the next thing I got after that was the PhD that I'm currently in. So literally... If you don't get something, everything happens for a reason and totally. like something better is coming along the way. That's so I was so, so good happy. To say. That's just so good to say and like hear your story because for me, as you know, I didn't get the points when leaving sir. I didn't get into yeah. the masters the first time. Knock back, knock back, knock back. But it yeah. does build you, doesn't it? Definitely. And like look at where you are now. And look at you. Yeah. <laughs> My friend's going to be Dr. Bell. <laughs> um yeah annabelle generally i ask my um the, my interviewees my interviewees <laughs> or my people on the podcast um i ask them some of the same questions and generally they're about their classroom but you don't have a classroom so what you do have a lovely uh working area is there anything in your working area that you literally couldn't live without Ooh, oh god there's a few i things. know <laughs> Maybe pick three. Um, three things. Yeah. It would have to be a monitor. Mm-hmm. Like, it would have to be. As much as I would hate to give up my PC, I could just use a laptop, but it would make my work so much slower. Mm-hmm. Um, but would I would have to have the laptop. Yeah. Or sorry, yeah, laptop. I'd have to have a monitor and... Ooh. 
does my phone or my stationery? <laughs> I don't know. Um, <laughs> the chair, phone. the desk, standing desk. Yeah. You have a standing desk. I do, but like it's it's not essential. It just no. helps. I get back pain, so yeah. it really helps throughout the day to just move and remind me to move because I'm the type of person that can sit for hours. like nine hours straight. Yeah. Yeah, which isn't good. And for someone that's like starting like to make their desk, um, you know, a comfortable area for them on a budget, what would mm-hmm. be like some tips that you'd have with that? Um, on a like, we're all probably everybody listening. Yeah, we're all on a budget here. We're all we running tight. All, yeah. <laughs> um, so on a budget. So when I first started my like desk setup area, I had this desk, and I really didn't like it was wooden and I didn't like the aesthetics of the wood so Mm -hmm. in I think was the range I got like those adhesive um I think I was with you and I was like what are you doing yeah (laughs) and I just covered the top of the desk with the adhesive and it literally changed it completely Mm -hmm. it was not I changed it to white so it was really fresh just clean helps me focus yeah um which is so cheap it's like a couple of euros I think it was five and then (laughs) Yeah, literally. And to be honest, like Amazon is great for like just for a mouse or even like your peripherals. Like if you need a speaker or just a desk mat, uh, mat. Amazon is really great yeah, for like I agree. on a bud. Like, yeah, like the, the LED lights, they're so cheap. Yeah, like 10 euro. And that euro. really spruces up your desk. Like that makes it look yeah. way fancier than what it actually exactly. is. Um. And even like it, sometimes uh, desk chairs can be quite expensive, but yeah. if you shop around, like there are um, many different places where they're under like hundred or under like fifty. Yeah. Like if you I, do have personally, I found it hard to find a chair. I got the same chair as you. Now you have a different chair now, but for me, I got mine in Smith's Toy Store. It's a gaming chair, but it was actually quite. It was quite. It was expensive, but worth it. But. I think um, to find an ergonomic leather chair, it's hard. So Smith's yeah. Toy Store. Yeah. Check it out. It was such a good one. Uh, I yeah. I actually gave it to my dad. You did? <laughs> yeah, because his chair wasn't ergonomic. And I was like, you need to care for your back. Totally, totally. Um, Annabelle, is there any quote that you live by? Oh, actually, yeah, there's one that's on my wall. <laughs> we all have one. It's uh though one's worth it. I can't even see my eyes are getting so bad. That's okay. Um, though these times are difficult, they are only a short phase of life. Aww. So oh if if some if you're having a hard time or you feel stressed in a certain instant, just remember like it's not gonna last forever and better days are coming. Oh, that's so nice. I love that. Annabelle, do you have anything that you'd like to ask me or that you'd like to share maybe before we wrap up? Um, Maybe about like your part, like how you feel about your setup. How does it influence you as a teacher now that you're back in the classroom? Do you look forward to going back to your office yeah. to do something? yes I absolutely do and I think that's a great question no one no one has ever asked me that before generally people are like Hayley how are you doing everything like 50 things at once I'm like I don't know um but yeah no my desk I do love coming up especially I love making resources um I love I just love how I love being busy and I just love coming up here I love plugging my laptop in I love how it's separate to my room I'm really really lucky that in my house um my family house that there's that space there it's also don't be fooled by the pictures on Instagram behind me <laughs> is like a whole like classroom warehouse <laughs> it's literally like a teacher's dream <laughs> I paint I've got pens I've kids DVDs I've got every dictionary you want a thesaurus I've got <laughs> guides how to speak Irish I have the whole curriculum and books um I've got every arts and crafts thing that you'd ever need markers the whole lot um but yeah it's like my it's like my it's not a dumping ground per se but it's definitely my little um not an arts and crafts place but more like my my den my my place of productivity I when I come up here I know I'm coming up to do work I know I'm coming up to have fun and 
do what I love and study what I love. I never really enjoyed my undergrad and I, I feel really happy when I hear like the likes of you and you know some of my friends that really enjoyed their undergrad had really good experiences it's not that I didn't like the people or I didn't like yeah. you know I, I, I didn't like the commute it wasn't anything like that it was more I wasn't studying what I wanted yeah so I now that I am and like yes it's not been easy studying through a pandemic it's what I want um, yeah. and it's so close I can feel it I remember being Almost in school there. yeah I remember being in school with you and Katja and I remember like saying like I want to be a teacher but the points are so high in the Irish and then I got my 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 um what's the requirement for the Irish grade and all that and I just remember saying look like I'll put down arts I got the arts and look we're almost there it's so exactly. good it's so exciting um and yeah I just can't wait love it I yeah. love that I remember you saying I want to do this yeah. I'm only starting and counting down the days and now you can literally see the end <laughs> I remember actually I was going for my uh PME interview and I was over at your oh. house oh my god I was like I was actually sick with the nerves wasn't I because it was my stuck. second time going for it and I was at this point getting so fed up I had just finished working in the bank um mm. and I didn't know if I was coming or going we were in a pandemic it was all just a bit mad and I remember I got in and you actually turned up at my my door with flowers and a balloon we all knew you were gonna get it like if anyone any of your friends were to ex or to be a teacher say what do you think Hayley would be yeah it would have to be a teacher like it's just what you were made to be for Aww. sure so good at it the passion alone thanks Annabelle I really appreciate it and I've loved having you on here because you're not my typical guest you're not you don't have you know you're not a teacher you're not a student teacher you're not helping teachers a training teacher so it's really interesting to hear like you know your story and um yeah i just want to say thanks so much for joining me and if you'd like to finish off this episode maybe sharing where people can find you if you sell any resources yourself um and yeah we can wrap it up thanks so much for having me um but you can find me on instagram at the phd student and on youtube i'm trying to slowly get back in there but i can't do everything at once but trying to and it's Annabelle, um, the PhD student on YouTube. And that's it. Thank you so much for having me. It was so fun. I love talking about <laughs> education and goals and everything. So love this. Thank you. Thanks, Belle.